This podcast is brought to you by Aetna. Learn how Aetna is working to build a healthier world by visiting aetnastory.com. Hi, it's Doro, and I'm so excited to announce that the Achieving Optimal Health Conference is just around the corner on October 26th at Georgetown University. For our Health Gig listeners, we have a special offer. If you sign up by September 20th, you'll get $50 off your ticket. Just go to AchievingOptimalHealthConference.com and use the code HEALTHGIG. Get ready to create a happier and healthier life story. People are yearning for information. Having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to be able to say we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for everyone. We're so happy to be here today with a very good friend. Um, We're actually here at the Congressional Club in downtown Washington, where Trisha and I and our good friend and chief medical officer of our company, BB&R Wellness Consulting, Tracy Freeman, the three of us just spoke to the congressional spouses, and it was really, really fun, and everyone seemed to, to get a lot out of it, but Trisha and I are most especially thrilled to be talking to Tracy today. And so, Tracy, welcome to HealthKit. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, thanks for being here today. And we thought we would just continue the conversation that we just had with the 75 people that we just talked to. Could you expand on what does the doctor want from the patient? So when we go in to come to see you, what is it that you would like us to take responsibility for? So I think it's important a patient gives the full story because the diagnosis comes from the history as opposed to trying to make me guess. There are some certain people that figure, oh, you're the doctor, you figure it out. And I'm not psychic. I need you to give right. me a clue. There are thousands of tests I can order. I need a, a, a clue in terms of which road to, to walk down. So really, history is always the key. And you even taught that in school. It's history, 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 and more history in terms of figuring out what, what happened to the patient. I love what you talked about today about, and it's what Trisha always says, and is that we need to take personal responsibility, Mm -hmm. that we just can't rely on our doctors for all the answers. Right. So if you think about the typical doctor spends 15 minutes with a patient and they're likely overwhelmed. And so the chances that they are going to be completely the genius on your condition is, is zero. It's absolutely not not possible. So you have to come in with your research saying, this is what I've read. And, and I don't mean a basic Google, but literally with data that they, they can say, this is the research done at this university. How does this pertain to me? Get their brain thinking. And it helped to advance the cause. The, we need that research to trickle down into clinical medicine. Mm-hmm. You're an integrative internist. Explain to us what exactly that means. So it means that I practice both holistically, meaning I use supplements or herbal treatments, as well as conventional medicines or pharmacological medicines. When you talk about women's health, what do you think are the top issues that women need to be aware of? And then when you talk about men's health, what would be the main issue for them? So I would say across the nation, our top issue is our gastrointestinal tract, regardless if we're male or female. And then I think probably secondarily is stress. I think that stress is a a big deal for both sexes and they impact the hormones differently and the immune system impacts the immune system. So for women, I think that we have a tendency to be over busy. 
and to have such a to-do list that we're always, we lay in bed and think of things we need to do or like the minutia. And that has a physical impact. We were not meant to be on, constantly on. You've got to take it down a notch. And so the gland, and this is complete alternative medicine, but the gland that gets hit by that is the adrenal gland. So that's the gland that does fight or flight. And it was designed to outrun a cheetah or to stay safe, you know, if, if something was coming after you. But in this day and age, we're in fight or flight over, you know, who's going to babysit my kids when I have to go out on Friday. <laughs> and we need to learn how to work or live in stride. We need mm-hmm. to learn how to breathe, like we talked about today. We need to learn how to meditate, be more mindful, and to not make everything into a colossal, colossal problem. So lives. when you talk about fight or flight, so what happens when I'm in a stress situation, cortisol's being pumped out, and what does that do to my body? If you could walk us through what happens. So it would be completely okay on occasion, right? But what, what ends up happening is that this, we're talking about adrenaline. And so adrenaline, if you think about that kind of rush in which your kind of heart's pounding, you're ready to go, you're, everything's just ready to, to move to that run aspect. So that is just too much. We, we know that in the gastrointestinal tract, that stress causes your tight, what we call tight junctions or the sticky part of the gut and the lining that holds it together. It causes it to open up, which is going to be what we call in, again, holistic medicine, we call that leaky gut. So effectively, then your digestion is going to be off. You're going to start to allow proteins to be in places where they weren't, they weren't designed to be. Mm. And that what's on the outside of your intestinal tract is your immune system. So that plays a part in developing food sensitivities and things like that, because now you have proteins where they shouldn't be. And the immune system saying, okay, red alert, we've got, we've got a problem here. Let, let's attack. And so mm. we, it's a, all allergy, you know, you want to work on the gut and in part, working on that is calming down, relaxing to a degree. In your practice, what kind of diseases do you see stress manifest itself into? Everything. Honestly, I I think stress is like, even the CDC came out one year with their top 10 causes of death and they said, okay, we couldn't quantify it, but stress is probably related to every single one of these. Mm. And so I, I think that once your immune system takes a break, because you're so stressed out, then you're vulnerable to anything that walks by. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a cold, if you're lucky, or cancer, it could be any, any of those things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So we really have to work on maintenance and maintaining our mental and physical and spiritual health. Yeah, so it is all about the immune system, right? It's right. all about keeping that immune system strong. Right. God, it's fascinating. How does, and Tricia talked a lot about this today, and you did too, how can food... We use food to help us with some of these problems. Food is the foundation of everything. So certainly you can take pills of food. You can take broccoli in a pill and you can take garlic in a pill. But certainly if you get it fresh, there's nothing better than that. And so basically, if you think in terms, again, going back to the gut, if you think in terms of the fact that we're more bacteria than we are human cells, those need us to eat a good diet or else you'll kill them off, right? So if you eat a lot of sugar, you're going to feed fungus and you're going to feed bad bacteria as opposed to the good probiotic type bacteria there. I've seen food do everything from help. I have a patient with metastatic cancer and her tumors don't grow when she does a ketogenic diet, which is a very 
low sugar diet effectively because mm-hmm. we know that cancer cells like sugar. I've seen children with developmental issues do better on diets that eliminate the grains and the dairy products. And it helps to lower the inflammation. That, that could only be what's really going on there. It's that all of that is too, too harsh and therefore too pro-inflammatory for them to succeed. The trick, though, is that every person's optimal diet varies. So what works for me won't work for you, et cetera. So I tell patients that they're concerned about a food, if it's right for them or not right for them, to eat it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And in three hours or so, you'll notice you're foggy or are you focused? Mm. Do you have energy or are you fatigued? If you're foggy and fatigued, it's not the food for you, at least not right now. And then if you're focused, then it's, it's the food for you. So play with your body, see what your body wants and don't do what everyone else does. Do what's right for you. Hmm, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You're right. Sort of know what your body needs to support it for its optimal health. Right. When you were talking about the three top issues, obviously the gut health, and then we're talking about stress. Can you again, just elaborate a little bit more on the stress? Maybe we did, but it just feels like that is huge, right? I mean... So especially in Washington, yeah, we are the do, 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 go, go, go. Mm -hmm. You better not take a nap, right? Without being sick. We just don't allow, it's not culturally who we are. It may be different in New Mexico. I don't know. Right. But for us, I've never seen a more stressed out bunch of people than Mm -hmm. in Washington. So effectively, it's mind over matter. You have to make a decision that I'm not going to live like that. That even if stress comes, you deal with it, but you don't stay there. It's about giving your body and mind a new script. So the body mm-hmm. likes, hates change, likes the same. And if that same is complete stress, it'll, it'll keep you in that fight or flight state forever because it's too much stress to change. You have to consciously make a decision that I am going to be make myself relax. Even if you start meditation for a minute, that's better than yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then the move up to five minutes. And yes, your mind is going to go to your to-do list, but you'll get better at it. So it's baby steps. It's one step at a time mm-hmm. until you teach your body how to relax. We have to learn. Right. We have to learn. Right. And the problem is it starts so young. I mean, Trisha and I were talking about this morning. We were talking about Trisha's daughter, Casey, mm-hmm. who is starting out at PNC Bank. And she's just learning that she needs to regulate her her lifestyle. Right, right. And that if she doesn't have something like a exercise class that she has to go to, she'll stay at work till midnight. And that's just crazy. Right. And it's just ingrained in their heads, like, you know, to work, 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 work. So that is something that the young people listening may want to just listen a little harder at this and learn how to balance. It's Especially tough, before you have a baby, right? right. Figure oh. that out before someone keeps you up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, before these are the habits you need to get Right. right now. I think that brings up sleep, right? Sure. I mean, sleep is key. Sure. Do you have any thoughts on that? or how so It's do you... all tied together. Yeah. If your body's in fight or flight, you can't go to sleep or you'll wake up. You know, what we find is what we call adrenal fatigue. So if you're asleep and your body wakes you up at 3 a.m., it's your body's way of manifesting that fight or flight response to protect you. It thinks you're mm. in survival mode and it'll say, okay, it's time to get up. Something's coming in our cave to get oh, us. Right. And so when you find people who they can get to bed but can't stay asleep, to me, that's an adrenal fatigue and that we need to work on lowering their early cortisol. Cortisol being a hormone that the adrenal glands make, but it's meant to go up with the sun. 
and come down through the day until it's time to go to bed, these people are getting peak levels too early. And so you give them things like holy basil, their holy basil teas, like the Tulsi teas or ashwagandha is another herb to just say, tell your body to relax. Just to relax. A little bit. This makes me think of, so I'm a kapha when it comes to Ayurvedic medicine. Trisha is a pitta. She struggles with sleep. I pretty much don't because I am a kapha. Do you see patients coming in that have different body types or different body genetics or makeup that factors in or? Sure. I think that we don't know all the way in terms, all that we need to know in terms of genetics and sleep for sure. But I definitely see their different, I guess, personality types, Mm -hmm. like kind of what we say type A type person is going to be more prone to the adrenal fatigue that Mm -hmm. kind of, again, the fight or flight. I'm not as familiar with Ayurvedic. I do know a little bit of what you're saying, not as familiar with their categories. Right. Right. As but it is are. true. Dora's the type that can go on an airplane, right, and close your eyes, and she's asleep. And, you know, and I don't know why, but I feel like I have to be in charge. Like, I don't know why, but I'm right. like, okay, I'll stay up and protect the plane. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like, you, like, you could, like, you could yeah. stop it from As going if out. I could do anything. Right. You know? right. But it is different personality types. Yeah. And, and how do we work with that to support our own body type? Right. So if you try to be something else, there's just more stress, right? Right. So, so if you do- honor the fact that you are a sleepyhead, and it is what right, it is. Right. You know what I mean? Then you let it go because right. people try and be something they're not. Right? That's, so that's true. what That's the stress. Right we there. often say, you know, be who you are right. and be that well. Right. You know, so that's just embrace it because right. so much stress. As you say, you create stress of right. just wanting to change or like we were even saying today, if somebody chooses to sit down and have an ice cream sundae, that's okay, right? Pray over it or something. Make peace. And Make keep peace it moving. with it. Yeah, yeah. because to stress <laughs> yeah. out over the fact that you just have eaten that. And to be talking and, about it for days. Yeah. And make That's sure to point. enjoy it if yeah. you're eating right. it. Right, 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 you right. Know, every bite of it. Right. Every, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> kind of wanting one now. <laughs> Today it was fun. We did these brownies that you could find on our website, the recipe that was made with garbanzo beans. Mm-hmm. And they were great. Big hit. Big yeah. hit. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Today, you also shared some antidotes or some, I guess, antidotes, but um, when people were saying the value of garlic and the value, epigenetic kind of things. Can you talk about that? So we talked about, it's the middle of January, so we're in the middle of cold Mm -hmm. and flu season. And my go-to treatment for people who come up with upper respiratory infections is garlic. So when you first come in, you don't know if you're dealing with a bacteria or a virus because a virus will tend to take care of itself. A bacteria, classically, we give it antibiotics. But garlic actually has properties against both. And so I I tell patients to cut up a clove of garlic and take it with a teaspoon of raw honey. Raw honey being that thick, very thick honey that you can't pour that has medicinal properties in and of itself. And you take that about every six hours, which is going to be three times a day while you're awake. And you do that for two to three days, and usually people feel much better. And if they don't, then we look towards an antibiotic if, if necessary. And if you do have to take an antibiotic, what is it that you tell us to do if we do? I mean, it's a probiotic, right? So if you're going to take an antibiotic, I like Saccharomyces boulardii. And that's a large word or two words, but that's a probiotic yeast that will stay alive when you take an antibiotic. So you can actually take your antibiotic and the Saccharomyces boulardii in the same handful. The brand name for that that you can find at CVS Target is called Floor Store. I have seen it behind the counter at the pharmacy 
part of the, in CVS, I saw it behind the counter, but you just have to ask for it. You don't need a prescription. And at Target, it's right on the shelf. You can just pick it up. So that's F as in Frank, L-O-R-A, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, O-R. And take that right when you're taking your antibiotic. Right. And then I would continue it for another two weeks. And again, that's because you want the good guys to be reinforced, right? So that really just, it doesn't colonize the gut. It just fights off bad yeast and it fights off bad bacteria. Do you take it with food or does it matter? So I always tell people to get it in because Mm -hmm. what I find is if I say take something on an empty stomach, then it just doesn't happen because you Mm -hmm. eat out of habit. Right. And then this is in a habit. And so just getting it in is the best you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And exercise. I mean, obviously that's a part of staying healthy, right? Do you talk to your patients about that much or do people ask you questions about that? So if someone's really adrenally fatigued, meaning so stressed out, I I recommend they do not exercise Mm -hmm. and they need to give themselves like two months to reboot before Mm -hmm. they go out and add to their stress. Because that's just not the time to start an exercise program Mm -hmm. because you're already just out of it. You just have no strength, no fuel in your tank. And so to, when you have an empty tank to add something that's going to exhaust you and use fuel you don't have, there's no point to that. That's such a great discussion point. And thanks for bringing that up. You're right. Because so often we're like, oh, we need to exercise. That's part of being healthy. But again, bio-individuality, right? Where I am I in my, where I am today, like if I'm exhausted, Going out and exercising is just going to stress my body, right. which is going to cause inflammation. Right. Right. And, and that's not to say that exercise isn't no, the, right. an amazing thing. It is. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like absolutely magic, amazing, right. but it's just that you have to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. I've had people cry when I said, not now. You, don't, you shouldn't exercise now because of the relief from me just saying, let's wait a month or two and get you back in line before we exercise. Like literal, Ooh, the relief point. of not feeling like they have to The stress exercise. of that. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. That's so interesting. That makes sense. Well, Tracy, there's so much to talk about. So will you come back and talk to us again? (laughs) Anytime. Okay. We love having you. Oh my gosh. And being part of BBNR, we just love it. Oh, thank you. I love it too. Thank you. And (laughs) what we'll do too is talk about where you can find Tracy. So we'll put that on our pages. And if anybody's interested in going to see Tracy, she's available. Thank you for joining us on Health Gig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well.